In Psalm 25, verses 4 and 5, David prays, Show me your ways, O Lord. Teach me your paths. Guide me in your truth and teach me. You are my God, my Savior. My hope is in you all day long. How often throughout the day do you ask God to show you His ways, to tell you what He wants you to do, especially as it relates to sexual purity? How often does it even occur to you to ask this of God? Truth be told, not often enough, am I right? Well, welcome to the Point of Purity podcast, a weekly study filled to the brim with all the tools from Scripture you will ever need to build a lasting life of biblical purity. I'm your host, Steve Etner, author, national speaker, and purity coach for the Pure Man Ministry. This is episode number 109, entitled, Show and Tell. I remember all too vividly in my own life when I was at the point of utter desperation that I was literally hating, despising the man that I had become. I remember wanting so desperately to quit my sinful habits, just once and for all, get it done with. I'll never forget one particular instance in in, in my memory banks here that, that when after having just watched porn and masturbating to it, I was flooded with guilt, overwhelmed with, with shame. And I remember lying prostrate on my face on the floor, literally weeping, crying out to God for help. And, and in my gut-wrenching sobs, I, I told him, I'm done. I don't want to do this anymore. I'm tired of trying to quit on my own. I'm tired of failing time and time and time again. And in that prayer, I, I promised God that if he would just take this away from me, that I would from that point forward fully trust him to do what's best and let him become manager of all of my mess. Sounds great, right? I mean, wow, what a prayer. What a, what a gut-wrenchingly emotional moment that I had with God. What, what power in my words. And yet, as I look back at that, I have to confess they were empty. They were, they were void of any real lasting impact. They were, to be t- honest with you, they, they were worthless. In fact, they, they were the worthless ramblings of a self-centered, egotistical, king-me-worshipping idolater. Oh, I, I prayed those words, and as I was weeping and praying them, I thought I meant them. However, immediately after crying out to God, I, I, I leaned back in my spiritual lazy boy and I chose to relax while expecting God to do all the work for me. You, you, you see, I wrongly assumed that the wizard of the word would just wave his magic wand and either make all my temptations just vanish before my eyes or, or at the very least give me some sort of super spiritual strength so I could vanquish the the foe in in one fell swoop. Have you ever heard the phrase that goes something like this? Just let go and let God. Let go and let God. Sounds good, doesn't it? I mean, letting go and letting God sounds pretty cool. Maybe even easy. At times, I mean, after all, when you, when you when you let go and let God, God's the one doing all the heavy lifting, and certainly because He's God and and He's all powerful, He can do that, right? 
However, the truth is that you and you alone are responsible for maintaining your walk with God. Titus 3.8 says, They which have believed in God be careful to maintain good works. These things are good and profitable, Titus 3.8. You see, we need to learn to maintain good works for necessary uses that we be not unfruitful, Titus 3.14. Proverbs 5 verse 3 commands us to maintain discretion. It's our responsibility to do maintenance checks in our life. The Apostle Paul wrote these words to his apprentice Timothy. He said this, I solemnly charge you in the presence of God and of Christ Jesus and of his chosen angels to maintain these principles, 1 Timothy 5.21. It's our responsibility to maintain our spiritual walk. Now, now let me let me quickly clarify. I'm not saying that you need to do good works in order to be saved. Do not misquote me. Do not misunderstand me. Rather, here's what I am saying. Because you are saved, if you know Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior, because you're a born-again believer, a child of God, you are to maintain good works as, as, as an outward demonstration of an inward salvation. Here's, here's my point. You cannot be passive in this battle for purity. You have to maintain. God is not about making it easy for you. He's not here to, to, to get you off the hook. That's one side of the proverbial coin, but here's the other. He's not going to leave you alone to figure it all out, to figure out how to wrestle the beast all by your little lonesome and somehow come out bloodied, beaten and bruised, but victorious. God promises in his word to give you the strength to fight the battle. But you must seek him. You must, as 1 Chronicles 16, 11 says, seek the Lord and seek his strength. Seek his presence continually. Philippians 4, 13 reminds us that it is in Christ and only in Christ that we have the power, that we have the ability to stand firm in our faith and resist and say no to our temptation. And when you don't know what to do, the temptation is just bombarding you. It's slamming you against the wall, and it seems like there's no way out. You don't know how to fight it. God also promises in his word that if you cry out to him, he'll give you his wisdom. Proverbs chapter 2, verse 6 declares that the Lord gives wisdom. From his mouth comes knowledge and understanding. James chapter 1, verse 8 gives us this amazing promise. If you lack wisdom, ask God. God gives generously to all. He will not rebuke you for asking, James 1, 8. Yes, listen, listen. God will always provide you exactly what you need, precisely when you need it, so that you will always be victorious in this battle for purity. It is... As 2 Peter 1.3 says, by his divine power, that God has given you everything you need. Are you listening to this? His power gives you everything you need for living a godly life, for living in purity. So when you're in the thick of the battle, when you're in the moment of temptation, there's a choice to be made. And you need to choose to be strong 
and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not panic. For the Lord your God will personally go ahead of you, and he will not fail you. He will not abandon you. Deuteronomy 31.6 God will always give you exactly what you need to fight the beast, precisely when you need it. All you need to do is maintain. All you need to do is obey. Obey the command of 1 Chronicles 16.11. Seek the Lord and His strength. Seek His presence continually, not just in the moment of temptation, continually. Remember what I quoted a few moments ago of Proverbs, or Philippians, I'm sorry, Philippians 4.13. You can do everything through Christ who gives you His strength. This temptation, this sexual battle that you're struggling with, does not have to overwhelm you. It does not have to overpower you. It does not have to overcome you. You see, not only will God give you the the strength that you need as you need it, but he will also give you the wisdom to know what to do as the beast comes roaring at you. Proverbs 2.6, the Lord gives wisdom from his mouth comes knowledge and understanding. That, my friend, that is why this entire podcast, every episode that you have listened to from episode one through to now, in fact, our entire Purity Coach ministry is focused solely on Scripture. It is from the mouth of God. It is from God's Word. It is from Scripture. It is from your Bible that we get knowledge and understanding and wisdom to be able to maintain and face the beast. James chapter 1, verse 5 reminds us, if you lack wisdom, ask God. He will give it to you generously. <laughs> yes, my friend, God will do this, and, and he will do so much more. But you must maintain. You must step onto the battlefield and fight the beast. Fight the battle for purity. Don't expect God to just wave his magic wand and do it all for you. He will equip you. He will train you. And we'll talk about that in just a moment. He will give you the wisdom to know what to do, but you have to step onto the battlefield. I want to read a couple of verses of Scripture to you. And as I do, I want you to listen closely because I want you to ask yourself this question. According to this verse, what does God say my responsibility is in this battle for purity? Here's the first verse. Proverbs 4.23, above all else, guard your heart, for it is the wellspring of life. Let me repeat the verse, and then I'm going to re-ask the question. Above all else, guard your heart, for it is the wellspring of life. Proverbs 4.23. So here's the question. According to this verse, what are we responsible for? The answer We have to choose daily. We have to choose moment by moment to guard our heart. Not just in the moment of temptation, but all the time. And and if you've been listening to our, our podcast for any length of time, I'd encourage you to go back to episodes 29, 30, and 31. We spent three episodes talking about guarding our heart. And just a quick refresher that the word heart there is the word for mind your thought process. For out of it, out of your heart, out of your mind, out of your thinking, spring the issues of life. What you think becomes what you do. So maintain by guarding your heart. Here's the next verse, James chapter 4, verse 7. 
Submit yourselves, therefore, to God. Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Let me repeat that. Listen closely, James 4, 7. Submit yourselves, therefore, to God. Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. So here's the question again. According to this verse, we are responsible to do what? We are to choose daily. We are to choose moment by moment, not just in the minute time of of temptation, but every moment of every day we must choose to submit, to yield fully, to totally surrender our will, our way, our wants over to God and let him have leadership and lordship over every part of our life, including our sexuality. Submit yourselves, therefore, to God. Now, now here's another little something that I've shared with you before if you've been a follower of this podcast. It does not say, submit yourselves, therefore, to God and resist the devil as if they're two separate things. It's one fluid motion. Submit yourself, therefore, to God. And when you're submitting to God, you're automatically resisting the enemy. But I love the promise that when I submit to God, and I, therefore, as a result of that submission, there's resistance to the enemy. The enemy has to flee from me. But I have to surrender everything over to him. Here's the third verse. Ephesians chapter 6, verse 11 says, Put on the whole armor of God, that you may be able to stand against the schemes of the devil. Let me repeat the verse, listen closely, and then I'll pose the question to you again. Ephesians 6, 11. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the schemes of the devil. Now, here's my question. According to that verse, what is it that you and I are responsible for? We have to maintain, we have to choose daily, we need to choose moment by moment, not just at the time of of temptation, but every moment of every day, we must choose to step into the battle for purity, the battle for our heart. And we need to step into the battle fully clothed in Christ's armor, sword drawn, ready to take our stand with Christ giving us the strength to do so. And then here's the last verse in my um, the question I'm asking, First Peter, chapter five, verses eight and nine, commands us to be sober-minded, to be watchful. Your adversary, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion, seeking someone to devour. Resist him, firm in your faith. Now, according to that passage, what's our responsibility? Well, we have to maintain but we maintain by continuing to resist. Now, the verses that we just read, the verses we just quoted, the verses we just talked about, did you notice that not one, not one of those verses said, just kick back and relax, God's got this. Not one says, let go and let God. Yes, God will give us his divine power, but he wants us to step up to the plate. He wants us to pick up our sword and step out on the battlefield and start swinging. He wants us to know we will never be alone on that battlefield. He is right there with us. You see, God will never put his hand on the center of your back and give you a shove out on the battlefield and then give you a little slap on the rear and say, good luck, I hope you make it. That's not God. He's right there with you. He will never leave you. He will never forsake you. He will never turn his back on you. Philippians chapter 4, verse 19 assures us that God will meet all, A-L-L, 
all. And you know what all means? All means all. That's all all means. Philippians 4.19 says God will meet all our needs according to the riches of his glory in Christ Jesus. 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 8 promises us that God will generously provide all that we need so that we will always have everything we need with plenty left over. And that's not just in the good times. That's especially in the bad times, in the times of temptation and trial and test. Oh, listen closely, my friend. Please listen. Scripture promises us that God will give you everything you need, including, watch this now, including the necessary training so that when you are on that battlefield, you can stand firm in your faith and effectively resist every temptation the enemy will ever throw at you. Psalm 144 verse 1 says this, Blessed be the Lord, my rock, who trains my hands for war and my fingers for battle. God's not going to swing the sword for you, but he's going to train you how to do it. In Psalm 18, verse 34, it says that God trains my hands for war so that my arms can bend a bow of bronze. 1 Timothy 4, 7, Paul said, train yourself for godliness. Oh, listen, let's face it, my friend, every day, sometimes every moment is filled with spiritual warfare. Every day, from the time you wake up to the time you put head to pillow, you are wrestling against a powerful foe, Ephesians chapter 6, verse 12. Every day, every moment, that foe is whispering his evil lies into your mind. He's trying to draw you off the path of purity, the path that God wants you to walk, maintain. We're going to have to stop here. We're going to hit the pause button once again until next week's episode. And and be honest with you, I'm looking forward to sitting down with you again next week and continuing this, this ongoing study. If you'd like to learn more about this study, or if you're interested in learning more about the Pure Man Ministry, the Purity Coach, I'd encourage you to visit our website. There is a multitude of resources available to navigate throughout the site, uh, check out all of our pages, read our materials, listen to the, the podcast, listen to the, the audios, the, and watch the videos, read some of the free material that's out there. We've made this available to you to help you in your walk for purity. The website is The Purity Coach. It's all one word, thepuritycoach.com. And, and one of the resources, each episode I try to, to share with you one of the resources that we make available one of those resources is a book I've written entitled Overcoming Temptation, Four Steps to Spiritual Victory. You see, when you're facing temptation and, and, and the, the need to say no, to, to choose an upright and godly life, that, that's a decision, that's a choice that you have to make. It doesn't just automatically happen. And every time you're faced with a temptation, you're also faced in that moment with a decision. And it's one of two things. In fact, if you've been a follower of this podcast, you've heard me say before, only two choices can there be, pleasing God or pleasing me. When I'm facing temptation, I have to ask myself, am I going to give in or am I going to stand firm in my faith and fight? Do I yield to the leading of the Holy Spirit and the Lordship of God in my life? Or do I focus on King me and give in yet again to my fleshly desires? 
Well, this this book entitled Overcoming Temptation, Four Steps to Spiritual Victory is written in a way to present in a very clear and practical way how you can live a life that is holy and pure. How you can say no to temptation, to any temptation, not just sexual purity, and live by the Spirit in a way that truly honors and glorifies our Heavenly Father. So again, the title of the book is Overcoming Temptation, Four Steps to Spiritual Victory. You can find it on Amazon.com, or you can go to my website, thepuritycoach.com, and go to our resources section. Well, if you've not yet subscribed to this podcast, let me encourage you to do so today so that you don't miss any of our upcoming episodes. Well, until next time, this is author, speaker, and purity coach Steve Etner reminding you that if you're going to glorify God in your everyday living, He must first be glorified in your every moment thinking. Thank you.